Hello and welcome to Hitting the High Note. I'm your host, Kevin Cusack. And on this episode of Hitting the High Note, I have two incredible guests joining me tonight. One of the best producers in all of Nashville, Tennessee, producer Stefan, and an incredible singer, songwriter, who's got a voice of an angel, Dima Ray. Just want to take a moment to... Thank Dima Ray and producer Stefan for joining me tonight. So welcome to the show, Dima Ray and producer Stefan. How are you two doing tonight? Hi, Kevin. Uh, I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having us on. Such a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having us, Kevin. You're welcome. So Dima, when did you start singing and writing songs? Honestly, I've been singing ever since I was a little kid. You know, I I just remember uh, my first memory of wanting to be a singer, just, you know, singing every single day was when I was probably around three or four years old and, you know, watching The Little Mermaid (laughs) and just being so in awe of her voice and the the emotions I was feeling when I was, you know, hearing the, the music and hearing her sing like that and I just remember thinking oh my god I want to feel this way all the time and so I just kept playing that movie constantly and singing along to every single musical number you know ever since then I've just been singing all the time you know running around the house singing putting on shows for my family literally like forcing them out of their rooms to come watch me in the living room while I perform for like two hours. Yeah, I've just, I've been singing ever since I was a kid. You know, nothing brings me as much joy as music and singing, but writing, that's definitely a different story because I I started writing when I was probably around nine or 10 years old and, you know, they were all horrible. (laughs) I mean, You don't even have that much experience when you're a kid. So what can you write about? I was trying because I was always just so fascinated with music and, you know, the emotions that they evoke in people. And, you know, I just remember being so fascinated and in love with this connection that music has with people where they connect you to yourself and they connect you to other people. And I just remember feeling, thinking actually that, I love feeling this way. That's when, you know, I started really falling in love, you know, with music and songs. And, um, but I also remember thinking that, you know, I want to make other people feel this way. And that's when I knew, like, I really want to do this. I want to be a singer. I want to be a songwriter. It wasn't just a pipe dream. You know what I mean? So when I started writing, you know, I was doing it for fun. I was doing it to let my emotions out. And, you know, I would kind of, start and stop throughout the years. I think when I was 15 years old, I started, you know, going back to it a little bit more and feeling like, okay, I think now I have enough to say, if that makes sense. And it wasn't until I was 16 years old and I went to a summer camp in Switzerland. They had a lot of performing arts at that summer camp, you know, like theater, musical theater, um, and guitar lessons and all of that. And so there was a songwriting workshop and, you know, honestly, like that day really changed my life. Like it was really simple and, you know, we learned a lot and, you know, I I met some great people and we had fun, but it was the first time where I wrote something 
that other people listened to for the first time. You know, a lot of them, uh, my friends and the students, they really liked it. You know, that really gave me the courage um, and confidence to pursue this even more because that was the first time where someone told me like, hey, you, you have potential. This is, this is actually good. And yeah, that was the first time that I wrote something that I actually liked and that other people liked as well. And after that, I just, I've been writing consistently. You know, like every, I was writing every single day to the point where, you know, I was writing probably three songs a day. I'll be forever grateful for that experience because you know, as cheesy as it sounds, I, I really do feel like it changed my life because I always thought that, oh, I'm not talented enough to be a songwriter. I just, I don't have it in me. But honestly, I mean, practice, practice makes perfect. You know, I, I never thought I would get to a point where I would love every single song I write. Um, and yet here I am. That was a long answer, but <laughs> uh, I went into detail. <laughs> so your debut single, Red Light, is out. Tell us more about the story behind the song. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Red Light, gosh, I don't even know where to start. So I wrote that in December. Maybe not even, like, it wasn't that I wrote the entire song, but I definitely had the idea and the, some of the lyrics, especially the chorus, the lyrics were the same, but because, you know, I, I changed the title way later on, but the concept has always been the same for me. I know I really wanted to write about emotional infidelity, just because I think, you know, that it's a really interesting and complex topic that doesn't get talked about enough and just really interesting. And again, a lot of things inspired me to write this you know it was a mix um, between you know my own personal experiences and people that I know and, and stories that I've read and they all kind of like culminated into this song basically and yeah the, the story behind it well it is about emotional infidelity and also kind of it talks about you know wrestling with your own emotions and kind of feeling like you're living in denial and you're stuck in this loop of constantly doing and feeling the same things without and knowing that you want to put a stop to it, but you can't or you simply don't want to. You know, even though you know what you're doing is wrong, it's because you don't have any evidence of it. Like there's no proof. It's different than a physical affair. You're, so you're not technically doing anything wrong. You know, it, it's hard to find that line. You know, you always think that, oh, it's innocent and it's fine, but your emotions are getting the best of you because, you know, your friendship with, you know, this person is becoming something more, you know, you feel like you want to go for, to them for comfort and, and solace and love instead of, you know, your partner. And, you know, it's, it's a really heartbreaking situation for everyone in this situation because the, the people that are doing the crime, I guess, uh, you know, they had a, a lovely friendship before all this started. And, you know, before their feelings got in the way and things got complicated. And, and that's the reason why they don't want to put a stop to this. It's not because they enjoy hurting, you know, their individual partners, but it, it's because, you know, they're, they're wrestling with their own feelings and their own emotions. And um, it's really hard to confront them head on when, when you realize that you're falling for someone that is not available it, it can 
damage a lot of lives here. Like we've got four people now. <laughs> but in the song, you know, the smart thing to do is to just completely, you know, just dissolve the, the friendship altogether so nobody gets hurt, but you still get hurt in the end. That concept has always been really interesting for me, especially, you know, when I read about it or I watch something about it, again, because of the emotional complexity of it all. You know, it's not just simple as, oh, you know, we, we had an affair. You know, this is something like, to me, it feels like a, a, a bigger form of betrayal, kind of, because again, you're, you're going to another person for for comfort and you're confiding in them instead of your partner. It's really heartbreaking. Where are you currently located, Dima? So I'm currently located and this is actually where, where I live and where I'm from, Saudi Arabia, like particularly the city of Riyadh, which is the capital. What is it like making music there in Saudi Arabia? There's not much of a music scene here, honestly. Like, you know, barely music industry. We have shows and stuff like some people play at cafes and all of that but it's not a thing here at all <laughs> it's crazy that I'm even doing this I always thought that I would be doing this in the future just because you know I've this has always been my dream to to write and, and record uh, my own songs but I always kind of envisioned it later on in the road when you know I, I graduate college and so the fact that it's happening now here and I'm recording everything in my bedroom where I wrote everything insane it's blowing my mind i don't think i've wrapped my head around it and I, I don't know how i ever can it's your destiny to become a songwriter oh my gosh thank you so much in a way it's like you dreamed about it and you're doing mm -hmm. it. you know you're coming full circle which is such an amazing thing to do yeah it's definitely it's so surreal like i and i tell stefan this every time we got get on the phone i'm like how are there people like actually not only listening to my songs, but waiting to hear more. I can't wrap my head around it. Like I've always done this ever since you know, I was 16. I've been writing and writing constantly and, and not having anyone listen to it except for, you know, a few of my friends. It's, it's crazy to think now people are actually involved and they're, they're listening and they want to hear more. And, you know, on Instagram, they message me about like you know, what, oh my God, like what's, what's the next song? What are you working on? When I post like a little sneak peek or just like me working on vocals or recording. And it's crazy. I'm like, what? People are actually invested? Honestly, it's crazy. Uh, uh, <laughs> there's no other way to explain it. But I'm so, so grateful. It's just, it's so surreal. I've been following you on Instagram for a while now. It's so refreshing to see so many comments and so many views on your stuff on Instagram. How did you meet producer Stefan? Oh, how did I meet producer Stefan? It was honestly like no, I feel like no other word can describe it other than, you know, it was just a very serendipitous event really. And in December, right? That's when I, I was having a really hard time actually. That was during my final exams that time and I was just feeling so uh I was stressed and I was exhausted and I just kept feeling like I don't know I was just so unfulfilled in my life and I just remember you know sitting down and thinking gosh all I want to do is make music like that's it that's all I'm, I, I care about right now and I think it, it, it's because you know during the summer I took it uh to a whole 
other level. You know, I, I started committing. So I took a music theater, musical theater class and voice lessons in City Academy, um, which is a great, you know, performing arts company in London. And, you know, they were doing online sessions. Um, so of course, you know, I, I joined and it was, it was an amazing experience to learn from, you know, incredible teachers and to meet great people. But then, you know, I also, uh, after that was over, I was really grateful to have met two incredible vocal coaches. And I worked with both of them for a really long time. And, you know, I just kept practicing and playing every single day and even picking up music theory, you know, and, and I felt like I was really ready to start um, recording again because I took a, a break because I felt like I wasn't writing things that represented who I am as an artist. And then I felt like, okay, I'm ready now. You know, and inspiration just hit me like a bus. I was writing what I thought were the best songs of my life at that point. And, you know, I, it started off with one idea and then two and then three until it kind of like piled up. And I looked at these songs and I'm like, hmm, I love all of these songs and I cannot release them as singles. They just feel connected in a way. Um, you know, there's, there's a central theme going around all of them. And I just kept thinking, I really want to do an EP. Like, it's crazy. I know it's crazy, but I just remember having that in mind, actually, and just thinking, okay, I want to make an EP. It's going to happen. I don't know how but I'm just going to keep writing these songs as if, you know, it, it, it's happening. And that's when I wrote the first song. I had, you know, some lyrics and concepts for all the rest of the songs. And so I remember sitting, you know, on my bedroom floor, pulling up Instagram and just scrolling through producers, you know, from my, from people that I follow and then just kind of like going around the tag as well. And, you know, like I saw some producers I was like, mm, yeah, okay. Because I was trying to find someone who has a similar, I guess, vibe or sound that I'm looking for to, to create these songs that I have in my head. And it was crazy because when I found Stefan's profile, uh, first of all, I just, I loved what he was sharing. You know, the fact that he was just posting pictures of, you know, his gear and the music that he was listening to. I mean, I just remember thinking, oh, this guy has great music taste. I'm going to follow him. But also it was just so different and refreshing from the other producers because, you know, he was just very genuine and, you know, because a lot of them were just like, oh, rise and grind, you know, and just taking pictures of them in the studio and all of that. But Stefan wasn't like that. He was just being very genuine and, you know, the way that he was communicating with people um, through the pictures and through the captions, you know, it, it was... You know, authentic and it was genuine and that's something that I really value. It, it said remote consultant and Nashville-based producer. So I remember thinking, oh my god, he's based in Nashville. Um, he probably doesn't, you know, work remotely because he said, you know, he does consulting remotely but probably produces, you know, in Nashville just because, you know, it, it's obviously it's easier. So I was like, oh, okay, so I can't message him but I'm going to follow him anyways. And then I think it was the next day or probably that night where he followed me back and commented on one of my posts and then sent me a message, you know, just thanking me for following him. And then he asked, you know, what made me want to follow him? And I kind of, you know, just took it from there and asking me if I'm looking for a producer, um, if I'm writing songs and yeah, the, the rest is history, I guess. But yeah, I just it really felt very serendipitous honestly like there's no other way to describe it 
Yeah, and authenticity is huge. Question for both of you. What do you love the most about working together? I guess the first thing I would say is that Dima is also very, very authentic. She has always been from the beginning. She's also very, very thoughtful about everything that she does and all of our communications. And I don't mean thoughtful like she just sits around and thinks a lot. Thoughtful in the sense of being really considerate. And that's really had an impact on, I think, everything that we that we do. Like she's always thinking about, you know, what's going to be easiest for me or, you know, the way that she puts things together, to, you know, files to send over and notes that she has, or there's, there's a million little things that, you know, there's, there's always emails and text messages and phone conversations that we're having. She's always just very thoughtful about everything that she does. And that's nice. But I'm also really, really impressed with how hard she works. She has a very full life. Uh, she has a lot of things going on that she's, you know, that she does and a lot of obligations. And she still makes her music a priority. And she's constantly working to, to stay sharp with her, her music theory and her piano playing and her singing. And she could easily sit back and say, well, I'm good, you know, because a lot of people understand by now that she's an incredible singer, but she still keeps pushing forward, but not with some sort of sense of obligation. You know, she, she's just genuinely, you know, drawn to it or driven to, to do it. And, and I love that. So, and, and that of course has a positive impact on, on the music as well, but it's, it's, it's certainly inspiring to me to, to see that, to see that level of, of commitment. And I think that she's very particular about certain things um, that she wants, you know, to be a certain way or sound a certain way. I'm not trying to pick on you. It's just. No, no. I just, the first thing that I thought about was the beatboxing voice memos that I sent you. Oh yeah. <laughs> For the drum patterns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like down to that, like there was a, a specific kind of drum beat in red light that she she wanted for a certain part of the song and we had talked about reference songs you know like okay you know this and that and this and that and she had sent over written notes but she also sent over a, a voice memo where she was sort of explaining and saying well here here's how here's how it is and so she did this like beatboxing thing to show like this is how i hear the drums in this part and then okay and then this part then i want the drums to do this and that was cute and uh, but it was also you know useful and then in the next session my engineer assistant and i were were sitting here and i had dima on the phone and i took the little keyboard and was like okay so you want the drums to be like this so i just started tapping out like basically playing the drums on the keyboard and she's like yes that's it I'm like okay great we're gonna record that but she's always excited to you know sit on the phone but she loves to be on the phone and listening and you know of course she can't hear everything clearly over the phone but if we're just kind of moving things around you know at that point we're saying okay do you want it more like this or more like that you know mm -hmm. and it's sort of like it's well it's the next best thing to her being here you know sitting in the room and so the fact that she you know she's excited about it and she doesn't tire of it like a lot of people do it can wear people out you know listening to the same 
section of a song over and over. And I think that beyond like the, the things that she has very specific ideas about and certain things that she wants to sound a certain way or feel a certain way, she also gives me a certain amount of latitude or, or trusts me with, with certain things. Just experiment, you know, try, you know, try some things. Sometimes we'll kind of be a little silly and, you know, put certain kinds of distortion on, on things and, you know, yeah, destroying kind of like like, all, a lot of instruments. <laughs> yeah. Taking perfectly That's good, part. clean, really high quality instruments that we put together and just like putting different kinds of distortion on them and, or certain things to make them sound kind of lo-fi, you know, a little mm. bit on purpose. And sometimes we'll push it, you know, really far to the extreme and she'll just laugh and say, yeah, that's actually pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> well, like I was my, kind of my, joking, my favorite but thing. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I really didn't intend to take it that far seriously. I mean, I guess it's kind of cool. She's like, no, I like it. I like it. Oh, okay. Wow. Most people want everything to be clean and perfect clean and, cut. you know, and I get that and there's a place for that. But sometimes I think that you know, things that are a little bit more outside the box are a little bit more interesting. And, you know, Dima really embraces that. It's, it's kind of, um, you know, uncommon and and, uh, and refreshing for me. Honestly, I mean, Stefan is such a joy to work with. I remember from our very first conversation, it's insane because, you know, we got on the phone. It, it, was, it was New Year's Eve for me, like December 31st. I remember, you know, um, calling him before, I went out with my friends to celebrate and it just felt, you know, I just remember thinking, is, is this guy for real? It felt like he was too good to be true. It was like, he's, he's very nice. Uh, he was, he wasn't talking to me. Obviously I, I'm, I'm young and I'm new to the music scene in the music industry. And he never talked to me as if I was inexperienced. He never talked to me, you know, in a way where it was like, he was, patronizing me um or you know making me feel like okay honey listen like I know what I'm doing you need to learn you know none of that he uh, he literally treated me as an equal and talked to me as if I was a friend not just like a potential client and I remember like even we, we talked about his favorite music and my favorite music and I just remember thinking wow I love how passionate he is about music and, and, and song, that's something that, you know, I see in myself, you know, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of producers, they work because, you know, I mean, of course they have the passion for it, but it's different. You can see when someone really feels like music is, is their whole life and it adds so much value in their lives and who's doing it as a, as a hobby or, you know, a way to make money or, you know, it, it, I just feel like that's very telling. And with Stefan, you know, just him talking about his favorite bands, I was like, oh my God, this is exact, exactly how I talk about my favorite bands. And so I love that. I just gravitated towards him, you know, as a person, I thought he was incredible. Um, and when he was telling me, you know, the work that he was done and, you know, obviously I've, I've done my research. <laughs> I went on his website and, you know, I've heard nothing but great things about him best thing about him oh my god I don't know what how to narrow this down um honestly I mean again I've talked to a lot of producers and slash managers and Stefan never made me feel the way that they did where they always acted like 
you know, they knew what they were doing and they were giving me, you know, it was like, you need to do this and that and this and that. And, and that's when it didn't work out. Cause I was like, Hey, this, this doesn't even align with who I am as a person. So no, I'm not going to do that. You know, and Stefan never did that. He always, you know, asked about my opinion, always says, you know, ultimately it's your decision. And he's just giving me his insight, incredible advice. And, you know, he, he's the one that really helped me grow my, my Instagram, telling me what to share and, when I would, when I would say that, but don't, don't you think, you know, that I'm, I'm sharing too much? Like, isn't this too, like too personal? He's like, no, people want to see this. They want to see, you know, the real you, like as much as you value, value authenticity, other people do as well. So, you know, just, just be, be genuine and share what you're doing. And, you know, that really helps me grow and, and, and have engaged and connected followers and people that actually care and ask about me and, and my work, which is incredible. You know, I owe so much to Stefan. You know, again, what he said about us calling whenever he's in the studio. I mean, I love that, you know, just because obviously I can't be there and I want to be as involved as possible because again, these songs, they really do feel like, you know, a part of me. They're a piece of me. And I have a very particular vision uh, for every single song and I always want to make sure that I'm communicating it right and you know and again I do want to be as involved as possible in, in the process and the fact that he has me on the phone while they're mixing it and you know asking me like what do you think about this and and also you know giving me room to kind of say that oh can we you know do this instead of that you know it's not just it's not just silly things it's like oh just turn it up turn it down you know I actually have a say in you know, let's distort this or, oh, can we do this and that? And, you know, he always makes it, you know, so, so easy. And he's just absolutely incredible and never it fails to make me, you know, laugh, which I think is really important when you're constantly working and it gets serious and, you know, it's exhausting at some point. So just taking a break and, and laughing and, you know, talking as friends, because that's what we are, you know, as much as I love working with him, you know, uh, business aside, he's a great person that, you know, I talk to probably on the daily, you know, and we have a really great connection and, and friendship. And, you know, that's something that I value as well, like trusting the people that you're working with and not keeping it so formal. And I just, I, I really love that he was very open from the get-go and he still is. He's very encouraging. Like when I'm doubting myself, when I send him, you know, vocals, I'm like, they're terrible. He's like, no, they're not. <laughs> Just, you know, he always gives me perspective on things when I'm losing my mind. Like, I remember when, when we were working on Red Light, I just, I called him one time and I was like, this song is horrible. I'm, I don't want to do this. Blah, blah, blah. And I was just like crying. I was like, this is not working. I don't feel like this is good. The melody is not good enough. And I remember, I think he thought that I was like crazy or he was like laughing. He plays the role of like my therapist as well sometimes <laughs> where he's like, no, it's good. You've just been listening to it and working on it so much that you're starting to hate it. You take a step back. You need to realize that, you know, it's good. Stop being so hard on yourself. He always encourages me and, and he supports me no matter what. And I love that he always has faith in me and he believes in me specifically when I'm doubting myself you know he's always there to to tell me Dima no that's not how it is you know stop being so hard on yourself and that's that's really important he really helped me grow as an artist not just in terms of my music and my sound but more specifically just 
my confidence and my attitude and my outlook on this process. You know, he just made it so much fun. Nothing but good things here. <laughs> it's just honestly, it's such an honor to work with him. He's amazing and I'm beyond grateful. Wow, thank you, Dima. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin, she can she can sometimes be a little hard on herself and sometimes I think I tell her when I think she's kind of pushing herself too hard. Mm. And, you know, I love the work ethic. I think a lot of people could <laughs> could learn from her work ethic. But but sometimes it's almost like she's just, you know, at least to me, sometimes it looks like, you know, from the outside, like she's just pushing too hard. She's going to burn out. She's going to wear herself out. I'm like, stop, stop, slow mm. down, slow down, take a break. Yeah. I don't want her to get to that point where she's just like completely burnt out or disgusted with it or starting to question <laughs> everything. But she doesn't really have those moments very often. And sometimes when I think, oh, she's just going to, you know, hit a wall. Dima brought up a really great point about Stefan being genuine and just encouraging. He is very encouraging and very genuine mm -hmm. person. Um, me and him have had conversations before and I was going through um, quite a bit of stuff. My mom had two strokes back at the end of November and just recently my dog passed away. Oh Thank you, Stefan, for your words of wisdom and encouragement through some hard times. And that's one of the great things I like about Stefan. Thank you, Kevin. Okay, so Dima, beyond red light, I had a chance to listen to an instrumental mix of a song in progress, another clip of a song that isn't mastered yet, and a finished mix of another version of red light that isn't uh, mastered yet as well. Who are some of your musical influences? Oh gosh, you know, that, that's always a hard question for me because um, it's really hard to, to narrow it down. I mean, my musical influences, um, I mean, I swear I listen to a broad range of music and I love so many artists. You know, what inspires me the most or I think what comes out of me and what I find in my songwriting and in the way that I sing, I feel like it pulls a lot of inspiration from Imogen Heap, who's an artist that I've loved ever since I was 14 years old. And I, I don't think I'm exaggerating at all when I say that listening to her music changed my life at that point. Another artist is Phoebe Bridgers, who's absolutely incredible and just has a very interesting, like she, her voice is absolutely beautiful um, and, and just like hauntingly angelic and I love it and I really gravitate towards her sound. It's just, it's really, it's gritty, but it's simple and it's really hard to describe. It's so beautiful. It makes me feel something that I can't really describe. It's just, it feels so refreshing and new. You know, another artist uh, is definitely Taylor Swift. I've been a fan ever since I was eight years old, probably. And I, I definitely think her, her lyricism and her storytelling really influenced the way that I write. Another big influence, I think, would definitely be The National. Um, they're absolutely amazing. They're one of my favorite bands. And all of these four artists, they've really shaped me in a way. Um, and it's funny because they all have very different sounds. Like, they sound nothing alike. But one thing they have in common is definitely their, I think, their lyricism. You know, they all have very interesting lyrics and the way that they 
tell a story and the way that they invoke emotions, you know, not just with their singing, but also, you know, with, with their songwriting, you know, they just pull something out of you. You know, I just think these artists have definitely influenced me the most because when I listen to their music, it's like, I'm gone, I'm somewhere else. Stefan even pointed it out sometimes. He's like, you know, you don't even need to channel these um, artists. I think in terms of production, sometimes it's very easy to be like, oh, I really want to sound like this song, blah, blah, blah. And you don't even have to force it. You know, you've just, you've consumed so much of their music and other people's music that it's just, you know, it's in you already. So don't ever think like you want to sound like someone or or you, you don't want to sound like someone. You know what I mean? Just, just try to find your own sound let let it come out exactly how you're hearing it in your head without enforcing so much into it in terms of how you want it to come out just just let it come out um, because these influences and these artists they're you know they're inside of you and it's coming out whether you realize it or not um and yeah that that's that's been a huge game changer for me i feel like it, it really opened up a, a different side of my songwriting um, capabilities and just really I guess opened my mind to new sounds as well you know like before I used to make very generic music I was really playing it safe I was thinking more about oh what would people like to hear you know what I mean Um, and I remember someone commenting that I have a really nice voice you know singing like R&B music and I love R&B music absolutely like it's it's amazing and it's beautiful and so I was writing and making music that you know was really resembled R&B music and I realized that even though a lot of people liked it my friends liked it I I wasn't connected to it these artists have, have always had a special place in my heart and I feel like the more that I connected with them and the more that I opened myself up to write the way that they do and I think what they really they always push the envelope and that's what I wanted to do I wanted to you know ask the hard questions and sing about heavy topics I mean red light is a really heavy topic and but that's exactly what I wanted like I want to make people feel something I definitely owe it to to those artists because I feel like they pulled that out of me we were talking earlier another artist as a big influence on you is Wolf Alice what do you like the most about Wolf Alice. Oh my gosh. Oh, Wolf Alice. Oh, I love them so much. They're amazing. That's such a hard question. I think it's probably their their range. Like in one album, specifically Visions of a Life, because that's my favorite. Um, you know, the, it's crazy how their songs like you have a really slow song you know and it's beautiful and it's haunting and then you have a really upbeat almost punk rock kind of sound um you know like with for example um beautifully unconventional which is one of my favorite songs of all time mine too it's mind-blowing it's amazing and i think what i really like about it is that they categorize that album as um alternative but it has a lot of rock and, and and punk elements but it also has a very i think atmospheric and ethereal vibe to it which i love and it's something that I incorporated in my music a lot and I think that's what I love about them is because they managed to do that with you know really up-tempo hard rock stuff you know like it's very easy to do that when it's it's very minimal and you've got your piano and you know a few strings or guitar or whatever when it's it's just simple but when you've got that much going on and you've got the drums and you've got 
you know, really heavy guitars that are amazing. You, you'd think you, you can't pull that off, but they do. You know, I feel like they have a very distinct sound from in their first album, you know, My Love is Cool. They, they've kept that up. You know, their, their sound is still there. But like I said um, before, they just keep evolving. And, and, and it's amazing without losing, you know, that, that sound that made everyone fall in love with them. I love that they're unconventional, <laughs> too. You know, their, their music is definitely unconventional and it, it pushes the envelope in every single way in terms of sound, melodies and, and, and lyrics. It's, yeah. They're just amazing. And their latest album, Blue Weekend, is doing phenomenal. I really do believe that it is their best work as a band. Mm. There are so many great songs on Blue Weekend. Smile. Yeah. Oh, play the greatest hits. <laughs> amazing. Oh, that's a good one. How Can I Make It Okay? Play the greatest hits. And you mentioned about the whole punk rock element. Play the greatest hits definitely showcases that. Yeah. There's something about that song that it's just, it's like in your face. It really makes me feel good. You know, it hypes me up so much. I think punk music in general really hypes me up. Like, I love it. It's, you know, one of my favorite genres of all time. And I don't think it's something that I could ever (laughs) pull off. But, you know, I love it. Like, I love listening to it so much. It puts me in such a great mood. Like, I just want to jump around and dance and scream and sing and people think they associate punk with like I wouldn't say emo but you know they think it's 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 really you know heavy and whatever but you know to me I just I love it I love the angst honestly mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely yeah and uh Wolf Alice is going on the U.S. tour pretty soon and I'm going to go to a show no, I'm so jealous yeah. <laughs> They are going to be playing in Nashville, so Stefan, go see them. Yes, you have to. It's on my calendar. <laughs> and, and, and send me all the videos. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Also, the other artists that you mentioned are all wonderful as well. I mean, I feel like out of all of them, I would, I mean, I love them all equally, but honestly, it, I would absolutely die to go in, to, to an Image and Heap concert. I knew um, you were going to say that. Yeah, because you would I mean, pick her. <laughs> yeah, she's just she's something else in my book. Um, I mean, it's not just the emotional connection that I have with her music, but I've seen a lot of her live shows, like on YouTube and stuff. She she has so many elements in them, you know, in terms of just the, a lot of harmonies and background vocals and instruments instruments and, and and things that are not even instruments like she has a daughter and, and she used one of her toys as a sound and you know she just literally runs around her house recording the creaks of the floorboards where, while she's walking and drops of the water from you know the water faucet and it's just insane like who does that but she does it and I love that and you know and she managed to take that you know one step further and she wanted to to have all of that, you know, in her live shows as well. And she has, you know, she invented these incredible gloves called Mimu gloves, where it allows her to do all of these you know, harmonies and wonderful background vocals and vocalizing that, um, and it's amazing. She just moves her hand up and down or left to right and the pitch changes or, you know, the sound gets, gets bigger or she loops it. And it's amazing um, that she came up with that. You know, she brings that, 
to the live sessions because she wants people she, she doesn't want to compromise her her music and her sound so dima when can listeners expect to hear the ep to be honest with you we're still working on it but it's coming along real nice like we've just got a bit more to go so it's coming real soon and we've got you know a lot of great surprises on the way and a lot more music let's just say you know i there's a huge hint when i said you know red light is the first single off of the ep so yeah i'm really excited about that and yeah i'm just i'm really excited for people to see what we've been working on and the things that we've got in store i mean we've got a lot of things lined up we've got you know we're working on a lot of different things and i'm really really excited i mean this ep is just it's crazy i've literally been working on it since december i've had these specific songs in my head since december and now that it's you know they're they're coming to fruition it's it's crazy it's absolutely insane um and I'm, I'm i'm really excited i mean you've got to you heard i think we sent you like three samples right mm-hmm. i think you can also tell that you know from the songs that you've heard there you know there, there's something that's connecting them together but mm-hmm. they're kind they're still very different um and that's something that i'm really really excited for people to hear you know i think people expect one thing and then you know we come out and do another which you know i think is really cool because i mean i think red light is a huge surprise for people and it was something i was really nervous about too because you know on instagram i post little clips of me just you know messing around on the piano and you know singing some old songs that i've wrote or archived and they're all very like soft and and almost like a ballad and red light is is not that (laughs) i mean sure it's got the piano it's got some strings but you know like the drums and the guitar that's something I thought I would I'd be able to do I thought I couldn't pull off because you know I sing very you know very soft that's how I like to sing like that's where I'm most comfortable at at my range and I love I think you know that's just more comfortable for me to sing that way and the fact that you know Red Light was the first thing I think that really shocked people because they weren't expecting that they were expecting something more mellow and chill or slow and yeah I think we kind of surprised them and and again that was something that I was really nervous about because I just kept thinking oh how are people gonna react to this it's very different (laughs) than what I've been showing them the feedback and the outcome has been amazing um excited for people to hear the different sounds in this EP because to me every single song on this EP is I wouldn't say completely different but they definitely have different tones and textures. And yeah, I'm just, I'm so excited for that. I wanted to start with the most difficult songs and kind of work our way up to the easiest <laughs> ones. <laughs> start with Mount uh, Everest, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought Stephen would, like, when, when I approached him with the first song, I genuinely thought he, he was going to think I was crazy. Yeah, um, very, very, you know, strong concept you know very kind of more artsy conceptual piece there's quite a lot going on it needed to be kind of presented in a certain way and there were a lot of challenges to it because of that but i think it's safe to say that it that it turned out well and ended up being exactly what she wanted so oh yeah no it was even better are you kidding but yeah, I love that you you call that song Mount Everest. That's literally how I see it. <laughs> yeah, that song was something. 
um, to work on. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I honestly, I really love that we started with that one because, I mean, I, I don't know, Stefan, but I think, you know, what I really wanted to show you is I wanted us to, to not only start with the hardest song, but also kind of the song that brings everything together. Like when we started mm. with that song, yeah, I feel like you can kind of tell where we're going from here. Mm -hmm. you know which was what i wanted to do like i wanted to to paint this picture of you know this is basically this is a good starting point because we're basically building from there which well, is funny considering this is like the last song on the ep now maybe there's something more though maybe you chose that song first knowing that it was by far going to be the most challenging because you wanted to test me right no because again this song was very you know, special and precious to me. And mm. I think it, it, it was because we talked so much and I felt like I, I was comfortable with you and I trusted you enough to get the song where I wanted it to go, which you did. Um, but I think I was also kind of testing, yeah, my mm. own limits in a way because I've never, never wrote anything like this. I mean, like I said, I've been playing it safe for such a long time and to open myself up like this, like I genuinely felt like I was serving my heart on a silver platter and just being like, hey, this is my, you know, deepest, darkest secrets. This is exactly what I've been thinking about every single day. Here you go. Like no filter whatsoever. Um, and I think starting with that was such a bold statement that I was making. I mean, not just for anyone else, mm. but for myself, you know, just really saying, okay, I'm really jumping in head first here. I'm really not playing it safe anymore. Like this is you know, I, I, I'm going for the kill here. So starting with that song, and that song scared me for a while. The lyrics itself, like, it really scared me. And I guess I just, I pushed on that. And I really reveled in that feeling. I was like, yeah, I, I, I want to feel this. I want to feel like, you know, I'm, I'm shaking myself, um, you like know, shaking myself up. Scared you like you were looking into a mirror and seeing your soul. Yeah. 100% yeah writing it was such a cathartic experience honestly and yeah I think starting off with that song and to me because that was the first song that I wrote for the EP in terms of like full lyrics not just ideas or lyrics here and there it was like the first one so I knew that this is where I wanted to go and everything else was just gonna you know I was just gonna build on this and it, and I did eventually it was just a really nice way for me to show myself how committed I am for this to, you know, mm. for not only committed to the process, but committed to where I wanted to go. You know what I mean? Like, this is not just something that I'm doing as a hobby anymore. No, I'm really going for it. I'm really putting myself out there. I'm not holding anything back. Um, and yeah, and, and that was very scary for me to do, but I'm really really happy that I did that and, and that I had you along the way because again you were so incredibly supportive and encouraging I wouldn't have trusted anyone else with this song and that that's exactly why I was looking for producers in the beginning because I knew what the song required and not anyone can do it and it's not just oh not anyone can pull it off that's not it but it's like I don't want to show the song to just anyone. You know what I mean? I don't want to mm -hmm. go through producers being like, mm, yeah, no, they're not feeling it. No, I wanted it. I, I, I wanted to trust the person I was working with to not only get the sound that I wanted, but, you know, to hear the song basically. <laughs> and yeah, I'm just really happy that it worked out. Mine too. And 
thank you because that's that's a really big compliment of course and kevin i wish i could tell you more about that particular song on the forthcoming ep because there's <laughs> there's just a lot of little details that went into it that you know we can you know talk about after the world has heard it um but there's yeah. just a lot of little symbolic things that that went into it and um so that there will definitely be a a few stories to tell but we might not you know tell all of them we might leave mm. a little mystery in there you know i feel like a lot of songs have sounds like actual sounds that we've just recorded on our phones and added it to the mix like it just takes the song to a whole different level and it brings you know like a different feeling it's, it just makes the song you know feel more alive and real like which... kind of more connected to the the real world yeah yeah exactly yeah i, I love doing that and it, again it's not just something i do for the sake of like oh let's just do something cool or you know let's do something different than other people like that's really not how i, I think about it you know this is just what I love to do. Again, like when I said I really care about authenticity and being real, I also take that into consideration in my music. Doing that just really adds a different layer to, to the songs, for sure. Fascinating. Dima, what's next for you? Honestly, I just want to keep doing this. I want to keep writing. I want to keep recording, keep working with Stefan. Hopefully sometime soon we can get into a real studio together. <laughs> what's next? I mean, we've got a lot of things lined up. I'm really excited. You know, I'm still writing every single day and it's not just because it's not a job, it's not work for me, it's it's my passion. It's how it's genuinely how I live my life. Like I literally wake up in the morning and I've got lyrics in my head or I've got a song in my head. It's crazy. I mean, I can't tell you how many voice notes I have on my phone of me just like literally waking up at probably 6 or 4 a.m. and you can hear the, the like you know like the sleep in my voice like i'm still i'm half asleep but i'm you know trying to sing something so i'm like oh okay i have this idea you know that's just that that's what music is to me like I, when stefan said that you know i have a full life but i still manage to prioritize music i mean i i never think about it as you know oh i need to make time for music it's it's more that i need to make time for everything else <laughs> like music is always it's always my priority. It's always the first thing that I think about. I heard an artist say this one thing. I think I think it was Miley Cyrus, but you know, it's really funny when you're making a record, it's it's a snapshot in time, you know, and, and this EP was definitely a snapshot in time for me because you know I wrote it at a specific point in my life. And even though I wrote some of the songs, they felt kind of scattered. Like it wasn't just, oh, I wrote everything in one month. It's still it represents a specific point in my life where I was feeling a certain way and and thinking a certain way. And now I'm, you know, again, because I'm writing every single day, you know, I have songs that not even Stefan has heard that I absolutely love and they're becoming my new favorites like every single day. Yeah, I just, I keep just thinking about music and not even thinking about, oh, okay, this is the next EP or whatever. Just, just writing for the sake of, of writing because honestly nothing nothing makes me happier um and i think what this ep did was really just it really helped me open up to this form of songwriting where you know there's no filter and i just feel like i could i could do anything i could write about anything because i feel like at the end of the day even if you haven't gone through the you know the exact same experience as someone has you know and it wasn't the same 
event, at the end of the day, it's, it's still the same feeling. You know, we've all felt heartache or heartbreak and uh, we've all felt a little empty and lost sometimes. And, you know, it, it doesn't matter, you know, if we went through the exact same thing because at the end of the day, we felt the exact same thing. And that's what I connect to. You know, I always, I always want to make sure that I'm being true and real to my feelings. So even if I didn't experience, you know, something that I'm writing about, I'm just kind of like fantasizing, creating a story, the story that I'm telling, I always want to pull from my own personal life. So if the song is about, you know, feeling betrayed or happy, <laughs> even though I don't, I don't have a lot of happy songs, but uh, <laughs> Yeah, just just pulling from my personal life in terms of that, you know, it's not necessarily like a, oh, here's a copy paste of from my diary, but the feelings, yeah, they're all there. It's all true. I can't wait to send them all to Stefan later when we're done with this EP because these songs are, are really, um, you know, something that I'm really proud of and I'm excited for people to hear. And I just feel like, you know, I they take things to a whole different level, even more than the songs on the EP, which I didn't think was possible. Yeah, and it's it's interesting, Kevin, because when this EP comes out, all these songs are going to be new to everyone who hears mm. them. It's not like old hat necessarily, but we're already thinking about, you know, what's next. And mm. Dima continues to push herself and, you know, in her writing and, you know, wanting to try different things musically. And, you know, I'm constantly... <laughs> Dima can tell you, I'm constantly getting new tools, selling, yeah. <laughs> you know, selling other things and then buying new ones and, you know, changing things around and, you know, doing different experiments, running tracks through different things to see what happens and what sounds better. And so, you know, it could be easy for us to get like too far ahead of ourselves, you know, sort of dreaming about, you know, two, three, four steps down the road. All I can tell you is it's just going to continue to evolve. Um, but right now, I think, yeah, the EP is uh, is going to be quite a statement. That's going to be our focus probably for the next couple months, <laughs> like we were saying yeah, earlier. For sure, so yeah. Probably, you know, if all goes well, maybe it'll drop in, you know, September. So It's really funny because uh, I remember telling my best friend, um, that it might come out in October, kind of like seeing the, the, cause obviously, you know, it's better to release stuff on a Friday. So I was just like checking the dates and one of them correlated with her birthday <laughs> cause she was born in October and she was like, oh, no, no, no. You're not going to steal my spotlight. Hold on. I get one day. It, <laughs> it was really funny. Um, yeah. And then she kind of like came around. She's like, you know, actually, no. Yeah. That, that'll be the, the best birthday present to have your, to have these songs come out on my birthday. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Hopefully September, October, which, you know, again, I'm not, I'm in no rush to do it just because I, I feel like I really want us to give it our best and I don't want us to, to pressure ourselves. I don't want to give ourselves, you know, a, a deadline, you know, cause that can be really um, daunting in a way. Um, you know, and this is something that Stefan always says, you know, I'd rather we take our time and make sure that everything is, is right and it, it sounds exactly how we want to rather than just going for the sake of like going and moving on you know and, and that's something that I really care about too like I always want to make sure that we did everything that we could um we're very proud of it there's nothing that we want to fix or change and then we you know we move on to the next song we never I don't think we we 
ever thought about working on more than one song at a time. To me, I always want to feel like I'm in the world of this song, you know? I don't like mixing more than one song together, especially when you're working remotely. Yeah, I just, I really prioritize working out one song at a time to give it our full attention and focus um, because that's what it, it deserves. Looking forward to the EP dropping in either September or October. So Dima, for our listeners, how can they follow you on Instagram? What's your Instagram handle? Dima Ray Music. D-E-M-A-R-A-Y-E. Music. Yeah, I really care about the Instagram platform just because I think it's a it's a direct connection to people, you know, like it's 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 a give and take where they see your posts, you see their posts, you know, like I, I follow people back, not just as a you know, follow for follow, like no, none of that. But it's that I, I want to connect with the people that are interested in what I'm doing and, and the people that want to connect with me. Obviously, I want to connect with them. And, you know, I just think it's really nice to see, you know, our lives in pictures. And, you know, I try to keep it as, as real as possible. I, I never want to, you know, project or create an image that, you know, I'm not like I don't want to create a fake life on Instagram and hopefully you know people see that especially you know in, in my stories like I share a lot of you know what, what I'm feeling throughout the day and, and what's been going on and I, I mean I hope people can see that they see that you know I'm I'm showing it how how it is you know I'm not trying to fake anything or project any image it's a little more down to earth and uh, interactive than a website but you know, the yeah, website definitely. is, the website is coming. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Stefan, how can more listeners find out about your website? It's producerstefan.com producer, and then S T E F A N, not a P H F for fantastic. And then I'm on Instagram at producer Stefan, same spelling. Anything Dima and Stefan that you want to add? I don't know. Stefan got something. No, I think we covered covered a lot and uh i'm grateful that you invited us on the show and um Mm -hmm. we really appreciate your your interest in dima's music and thank you for having us on the show and again thank you for your interest in the music yeah kevin thank you so much like i know how busy you are so just thank you so much for having us on you know it's it's such a pleasure and an honor really like I I honestly I love the podcast it it still feels so surreal to me that you know I'm actually doing this like I can't tell you how many times I've just talked to myself in the mirror or in the shower like pretending that I was you know doing an interview and just talking about my songs so this this feels very surreal um so just thank you so much Dima, you're very welcome. And I know it's been a long time coming having you on the show. Yeah. <laughs> and some of the conversations me and you are having I said that, you know, you would be a big star and you are going to be a big star, Dima. Oh my gosh, I'm crying. Thank you so much. That that means the world to me. Thank you. You're welcome. And I'm so glad so and thankful to have both you and Stefan on. No, I'm super grateful for this opportunity and just, you know, just like getting getting to know you and getting to talk with you. I mean, you're you're really nice and genuine. Yeah. And yeah, it's been a pleasure really. And I, you know, I'd love to to come back again and talk about 
you know, the EP once it's out. Right now, we, I kind of like got to talk a bit more about me and how, you know, everything started and it feels really good. You know, it, it's not that I was hiding anything or I was keeping any secrets, but, you know, it feels really good to just kind of like talk about this and, and put it out in the open, talked about things that I, I never talked about before. And yeah, I just, I, I love, you know, talking about the inspirations behind songs and I try to keep it as concise as possible but there's I yeah. more insight yeah for sure but I think when the music comes out that will that will speak for itself and people yeah yeah and I mean, then everybody I, I, will be speechless I hope <laughs> in a good way yeah, <laughs> yeah. again like I, even though I love um talking about the inspiration and story behind the songs and I love hearing other artists talk about it as well I feel like it's it's nice not to explain the song, if that makes sense. Like you can talk about the, the story and the inspiration, but I feel like, you know, that's the best thing about music is that people can interpret it however they want to, you know, and they connect to it in so many different ways. And I, I love to kind of like leave that up, up to their interpretation, basically. I don't like to kind of like go into the details exactly and because again i want people to interpret it however they want to so i want to keep that that mystery because i feel like that's what we all gravitate to towards music yeah sure some people want to know like oh what what's the song about or who is the song about you know i just think the mystery of it all and the ambiguity of it kind of it's what brings everyone together in a way it's what connects us because again you know we're all seeing it differently but it, at the end of the day we're all listening to the same words in the same voice thank you so much dima and producer stefan for joining me best of luck with the ep thank you thank you so much it's been a pleasure honestly i will be playing a short clip of red light after this message hi this is dima ray and you're listening to hitting the high note welcome back to hitting the high note here is a clip of dima ray's red light Haven't been sleeping much these days Lying bed Thinking about the sins and all I can't forget Surely never crossed the line But once it was enough To know might have shut the door song go to dima ray's instagram page there's a link in the bio at dima ray music d-e-m-a-r-a-y-e music for dima ray and producer stefan i'm kim cusack thank you all for listening to hitting the high note